Alrighty, here we go. <laughs> um, my name is Patrick. I am from Aussie Apprentice on Instagram. Uh, I am joined by Chris Pupke. He is also from Instagram known as Plum with Pup. Um, this is the podcast. This is the first episode and it is like so exciting. <laughs> so, yeah, so Chris, say good day. <laughs> well, I was just going to say to start, I mean, it's a pleasure being here, but you know, at the same time, it's funny that this just came together. Patrick was trying to get me on and he's like, oh, you know, we'll figure out a time to do it. And I'm like, well, it's nine o'clock p.m. on a Monday here. And it's like 2.30 in the afternoon, like on a Tuesday over at him. And uh, it's just it's funny. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. We might as well just do it tonight and, and get it going. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's like it, it ended up being we were just chatting before. Um, literally that like it's it's like the world is so small once you like sort of branch out and actually see who's out there sort of thing. Like, you know, we were saying that like both of us tended to pop up on each other's like, oh, like, you know, just oh, people you might like to follow or whatever. And, you know, Chris was saying, I was like this random Australian that like I follow one other Australian and then there's like, you know, and then there's this dude. And I was, I was a first year, I think, when we first started chatting and like, it's great because like you get to see how the other world, the other side of the world does shit. Like we're what, 14 and a half hours apart? Like it's massive. It's just it's stupid. Massive. And, uh, but it's great though, because you just like, you know, and I was saying before as well, like, you know, I chat to some people. I'm like, oh, I've got this mate that lives in New York and he's a plumber and people just like, they're baffled. They're like, what? No way. Like, how do you even do that? I'm like, oh, you know, the internet is a thing. Like, it's it, you're able to do that with modern times. But <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. I, I think it's just it, Instagram especially is like very, it's very cool to just kind of meet people from there. And, you know, like, it, like the a lot of the comment sections and stuff like that. It's like, Oh, this wasn't, this wouldn't pass in Massachusetts or, yeah. you know, <laughs> this wouldn't pass in New York. Like, Oh, you guys, you guys are doing, you know, black pipe gas. We do copper gas. It's way easier. And oh, it's just, it's it, just different because all the code is different around the world as well. You know, and for the most part, you know, there is the international plumbing code, but you know, not everybody abides by every single thing that's in that book. And that's why everything is so different. Oh, it's, it's nuts. And like, you know, Australia has like the AS 3500 um, plumbing standards. And then we've got the 5601, which are the gas standards. And things are just like, <clears throat> you know, I see like people in Victoria have it differently. When they go through their apprenticeship, they actually sit down like and do a massive exam at the end of their whole thing. It's sort of similar to like a university degree. So they do like their four years, they sit down, they do their exam. If they don't pass it, then they've actually got to resit and do it at a later date. Like it's another six months or three months later. I don't really know the ins and outs, but whereas in South Australia, where I am in Adelaide is like you go through and it's just like a bit by bit basis. So you're actually going through, you know, every day that you go to TAFE, you go in and you do like the tiniest little bit, you'll go, oh, well, today I'm going to do, um, you know, underfloor drainage. Cool. No worries. Get out in the sand pit, you know, but first we're going to go do some theory and like double check that you understand why we're doing certain things and like, you know, for what reasons and et cetera. And like they go through, they test you on the theory and then they pull you back out and they're like, oh, righto, well, go have a play, go have a dig, like just deal with it, figure it out. And like a lot of the time in a good way, um, well, it's good and bad in a sense. There's some apprentices that like, you know, they might be 16, 17, 18 years old when they started their first year. So they're, they're fresh as a daisy and like they've got no idea as well, like, you know, not in their own fault, but they just don't. So like you put them out there and be like, 
figure it out. And they're like, oh, no independence, like don't know how to do it. But you get some of the older people in there that like, you know, myself, like, you know, there's a few other older blokes in there that they rip in and it's, you know, the expectation is that like, if I don't get this, I'm not going to pass. Whereas the younger kids don't have this mentality of like, oh, it's just a job. I don't, I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter, uh, you know. And I'm sure you've seen that too, Chris. Like, it's nuts. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you get these. You know, I, I've seen helpers before, and you know, there were a lot of guys that that doubted me when I first came out. Um, and you just got to once it be once you realize that this is going to be, uh, you know. It's not that it's your be all end all, right? But it's that this is going to be your career path. You're going to do something within this trade. That's when you take it from like, yeah, it's nice getting paid $300 a week to, well, it's really nice getting paid $3,000 a week. You know what I mean? And you get, you know, you get all these benefits and whatnot and, you start to own homes and, and, you know, you do all the things that all of your friends that go to university and, and do everything else do. Um, and once you, once you get there, it's, it's almost like a come to Jesus moment when you, when you, when you, yeah, well, no, it is because you're like, Oh shit, I get that. Oh my God. That makes so much more sense now. You know? and, and, And once you, once you get there, you don't, you don't turn back. It's you, you don't regress no. from there. You know what I mean? No. And for a lot of guys, especially like me and you, we've been talking for a while, but like also a lot of guys on Instagram that we're friends with or that we follow and stuff like that, they're not trying to be, you know, the best plumber in their town. They're trying to be, mm. you know, the best plumber on Instagram or the best plumber in their state or, you know, in their county, in their area, so on and so forth. Um, and actually, I think Instagram as, you know, I think Instagram really drives that because you yeah. see what other guys are doing and you're like, wow, I want to start doing stuff like that. You know, yeah, so absolutely. it's a huge benefit, Instagram and whatnot. But it, as soon as once you get it, it's it's off to the races from there. You know, yeah, 100%. it's sick. It's, it's, and, and it, you know, you know, when it happens too. Yeah. You know, and it's and crazy. You, you like, I knew it happened. Um, my second year, like within my second year was when I was like, okay, here we go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And really what, what, what I, what I had, what happened to really me was my bosses at the time doubted that I could be in the field yeah, and almost as like a fuck you to them, I decided that I was going to go out and just be as good as I can possibly be. Yeah. And here I am now eight years later and, you know, I'm studying for my master's exam and, um, you know, hopefully I own a business at some point kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, that's the whole thing is like, there's, and there's nothing wrong with it. Like, and you know, like I can't remember who it was. I think it was one of the lecturers to be honest. And it, you know, he's not ripping into some of those people that like, that work like this, but he was saying like, there needs to be worker bees as bad as it sounds. And there's not very nice. And it's probably like, you know, a bit of a derogatory term. It's not like, and when you say it in like, you know, with it, it's with respect in a mind, like you, you need to have those people that 
that dig trenches. You need to have people that lag pipe. You need to have people that hang copper and like, you know, all of that come into, into play with like those people need to exist for the industry as a whole. And, you know, a lot of blokes tend to go, well, obviously women and, and men as well, but like, you know, a lot of people tend to go, oh, well, you know, that's not fair on them, you know, and I agree. I do agree. But first year apprentices and like, you know, when I was a first year and I'm sure you'll agree too, Chris, like you get shafted with the worst jobs. That's just that, that is life. That is how it works because everyone else has gone through. There's a, there's a guy that's been there for 15, 20 years and he goes, I have dug enough. My back is cooked. I don't want to, my, my arms are done. You can dig and I'm going to put the pipe in and I'll teach you how to do the pipe, but you need to go do the hard yards first. Otherwise, like, you know, there's no, you're not going to understand like, you know, it's the old like Mr. Miyagi. It's like wax on, wax off because it's teaching yourself like the, the little things as you go. Because otherwise you'll go, oh, like, you know, uh, like I don't understand like um, why this is. And there's a really big company in Adelaide. They're all around Australia. I'm not going to name drop them because everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. Chris, I reckon I might have told you about them. They're the big blue vans. But anyway, they rip little old ladies off. And it's kind of depressing because, you know, it kind of, there's there's it's a two-way street like there's there's it's it's a it's double-edged sword in the sense that they make us look better but they make the industry look worse as a whole so like you know we'll go to those people's houses and we'll charge them x amount of dollars and that other company has been there already and they're trying to charge like 10 up to 20 times as much and i'm not even joking it's cooked like it's it's almost exorbitant and the to the to the point where like Plumbing as a as a trade is a specialized trade. The same in America, like you you guys get away with well, homeowners get away with doing a lot of their electrical and, and plumbing because it's like oh, it's on your own on house or whatever. In Australia, it's like nah, no way, specialist trade. Like you can't, you're not allowed to do that because if you make a mistake with either of those things, especially water, gas, electricity, you're cooked. You know that's the end of it. Like you you blow up your house, you flood your house, or you know any number of things can go wrong. But like. The, the the annoying thing for these companies is I've, I've met a few apprentices that have gone through their entire apprenticeship with these companies. They have no, like the work ethic isn't there. They go there, they sell the job and which is fine. You know, a lot of businesses operate in that sense. They have an estimator or they have a quota or, you know, somebody that goes out and they, they check out what the job is, work out what it's going to cost, sell it to the lady. In its, in its substance, that's not a bad thing. That's not that's a smart way to run a business because the person that's better at selling the job and the person that's better that um, that actually speaks to the client has better client like appraisal. Of course, you put them in front. Like you know, Chris, you sell like most of your jobs. Well, probably you know ninety nine percent of the jobs that you do. Like you you're always like you you go there first. You find the issue. You sell the job, and then and then you you know either you or somebody else takes and carries out the work. With these big companies, the issue being is that there's apprentices out there that sell the work. They, you know, they don't even do the work. They don't even know what yeah. the go is. So they get to the end yeah. of their apprenticeship. They have exactly the same ticket as me at the end of it. And like, you know, I don't have, um, you know, I've got a couple of mates that are in like mechanical plumbing, like really, really big plant rooms and that. They're working with like 150 mil, like, you know, uh, five, six inch copper, like yeah. mains. They just, they, and they weld that all day and they're ripping into it. Like, I won't see that as often, but these guys at these big companies that are like, you know, trying to rip people off, they don't see the whole thing. They don't see, like, you know, how to learn properly, but they'll get the same ticket, you know, and it's everyone, everyone goes, oh, you know, the lecturers at TAFE go, oh, well, you know, it's kind of, it's fair to give everyone the same sort of, you know, understanding of plumbing. And you go, well, is it really? Like, 
you know, and they're going to be out there. They can get any job that I could get. Like, it's almost like <laughs> it's a well, bad thing in a sense, I think. Well, the, you know, there's, listen, in a lot of ways, you know, plumbing at its basis is what do you need done and what can we do for you in order to prevent issues down the road? Because the way that I like to look at homes is essentially as they are. So like a lot of people just think of it as a dwelling, whereas I'll come in and I'll actually look at it as an asset that a person owns. Right. And in order to protect that asset, you know, I'll offer things to do that you may not need done right now, but that could either add value or add protection to your home down the line. And, you know, like I've gotten a bad rap before about like, you know, like if somebody needs a spigot uh, um, changed, right? And, you know, it's, it's dripping right now, but it's, is it pissing water everywhere? No. And they could put a bucket yeah. under it and, and it'd be fine. You know, but I could go in and I can do it for you. And then you don't have to pay for the water. You don't have to risk it if it, if the leak becomes worse, so on and so forth. But I'm really there to repair a toilet that is constantly running. Right. Yeah. So there's, there's two different parts of a lot of the stuff that I do, which is, you know, I have to sell, I have to be a salesman. Right. Yeah. But I also have to be the technical plumber who actually does the work. And that's a difference with a lot of companies that I've seen, which is the guy will just go in and sell the work. And then the, the worker bees, like you said, come in behind him and do all the work that he just sold and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. Now, most of the time though, when I walk in, like people are shocked, you know, I walked into the house, I sell the job and they were like, are you going to be doing it? Or, you know, are they coming behind you to do it? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm doing it right now. I'm going to do it. I have all this stuff yeah. in the truck. And yep, so that's right. So when you, when you get down to it, like in a business sense, right, you're trying to sell as much as you can, right. Yep. But in almost like a community sense, you're, you're really just trying to get what they need done. And, yeah, if, 100%. and if they say no to the extra work, fine, no problem. Like, hey, I'm still here to repla- repair a toilet, right? Yeah, that's right. But, you know, you you can offer more if they say yes, then, then it's great for the business, you know? Yeah. And like, you know, I my old boss that I used to work for, like, <clears throat> he put it in a sense that, and I agree with him in the sense that like, you know, he would say, these people, like... You go into their house and you'll agree with this, Chris. Like, you know, you are the specialist at the end of the day. You do this every day. They don't. They they might have a plumbing emergency every six months, every 12 months, every 18 months. Doesn't matter, you know. Or old Mrs. Jones, she might get the bloke down the road to come and change her tap washers. It is what it is. You know, it's not an issue. But like he said, like, you know, we're there to provide a service. And at the end of the day, that's what it is, a service. Like you are trying to improve their quality of life. Really, I know it probably sounds a bit like, you know, almost like a bit angelic or whatever it's like, but at the same time you are like, you know, and you look, again, like I keep saying this, but like, you know exactly what I'm talking about, Chris. You go to somebody's house and they've had this issue for a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, 
and like that toilet downstairs never worked or that tap up in the bot, like top left bathroom that always leaked and you know it drove me crazy but I just couldn't be bothered getting somebody out and then you get there you do that and I was saying this to somebody the other day at a party like I rock up and I do the work you know sell the work whatever I, like I feel like a superhero yeah. you know like you you feel as though you've actually and 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 like I know it's not like you know we're not trying to gratify ourselves but they make you feel that way as well they're like oh my god thank you so much you know you've done so much for me to try to you know make me feel better like um my my life now is improved because I'm not dealing with that annoyance or that frustration anymore and what I you know you charge me 250 bucks to do a couple of things around my house I'm laughing like you know a lot of people will see that and like you get the other end of the spectrum and it's almost and you know I, I, I bet you again you've probably experienced this Chris is like some very wealthy people in the wealthier suburbs of wherever we are or working they will treat it as if you know everything is an upsell no it's not I'm just genuinely trying to improve you know your quality of life and improve the plumbing in your house because a, I'm concerned that your continuous flow hot water unit, like your your flueless hot water unit, is going to you know do its heat exchanger in the next two years because you're running off really like hard water and you don't have any water filtration. And I'm concerned about it. I'll give you a quote for it today, and then you know if anything goes wrong in the future, get me back, or I can change it now for you today, and it'll take me you know, and then it's done, you know, and it's finished. But they go, oh, you know, you're trying, oh, you plumbers, you know, you get that whole thing, and you're like, no, well, that's not how it works. Like I'm trying to just. In, like you know solve a solution before it becomes an issue well, you know like there's also there's also things that they that customers can see right off the bat and then there are things that customers can't see down the road so yeah. if you change that leaking spigot you know now right what could have happened was you had a flood right but is it, exactly. is it an upsell or is it just preventative maintenance? You know what I mean? That's right. It's the same yep. thing like in my, like in a lot of the sales that I get it, with water filtration specifically, right? I can't tell you what's going to happen in 10 years, right? But if you're going through, you know, a new cartridge or a new stem on your faucet every five or six or seven years right now, and then... Yeah. I install the water filtration system and it goes every 10 or 12. Well, then you just saved, you just made that much more money in five or six more years that you're getting out of the faucet, you know, as well as, especially with, I mean, water filtration is so, so important down here, especially is that, yeah, you know, like if, if it's going to extend the life of literally everything in the house, uh, faucets, taps, um, all the piping, um, toilets, stuff like that, all your appliances that run off water, right? That's great. Here's the thing that you also don't think about it. It's probably going to extend your life as well because now you're drinking filtered clean water. And That's exactly once, right. And once, they, once they're like, oh, shit, then, yeah. they, nor- then they normally sign on with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's nobody, right. Nobody wants to die. Right. They want to, they want to be able to live. So, you know, if, if they can see the rust that's in our water mains in their toilet, right. Yeah. 
imagine what that is when you're washing your skin or when you're drinking, you know, the water out of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, even... Like all that excess iron that's in your body, like exactly. building up, you know, and you try to... And all the, you know, not to mention all the extra, like, you know, I'm not somebody that like plays up this whole thing of like, oh, all the, you know tap water is so bad for you you're gonna you're gonna get cancer and die in a month that's not a thing you know that's not realistic but the realistic part of it is that you are getting heavy minerals and 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 metals and oxides and everything inside your bloodstream or not in your bloodstream i don't know enough about it but the idea being is that you prevent it before it even becomes exactly and like yeah it's just it's 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 common sense once you explain it to people and like you know you'll be the exact same as me nine out of ten times when you tell somebody about that you're like oh look just for your own understanding like this is here's the brochure of the of the water filter that i'm going to be installing today you only have to change the filter every 12 months or 18 months if there's two of you don't worry about it you know you're not using um enough water to really warrant it and this is the price blah 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 blah. this is all the things that's taking out the water you know and this is the this is a lifestyle like this is the lifetime of this filter and they go holy wow there's that and you can uh, you know i don't know i dare say there's the same thing in america for some counties or some states you can do a lookup especially in australia i can look up my address and i can see exactly what the water quality is at my own address so so they'll do like a a parts per million in that like so you yeah, don't sorry. you don't have that like as like a national thing but you can actually for people that are watching there is a um uh it's the national water quality administration or something like that they're in yep. i believe they're like in illinois or indiana or something like that yep. um and basically that they, they send you a kit you fill it up but Here's just one thing that you want to do. You definitely want to take the aerator off of the system and then run the water yep. a little bit because the aerator is going to hold a lot of that stuff. Take the aerator off. You run the water, you know, or you go out to the tap on the outside. You take, you draw a little bit of water. You send it out to them and they'll tell you everything that's in your parts per millions. And then we can even like the, the systems that we're using, we use one system that is just basic um rust sediment and um chlorine right and that's mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. I, I believe that's the ap 119 from 3m um or we use this other brand it's called crystal clear and that's spelled with k's and they take out 137 different contaminants they put magnesium back in the system it's yeah. um you know and then they have two different systems whether you want a backwash system or you want to do a a yearly maintenance where you replace the cartridges and stuff like that. And yeah. once you break all that down for them, a lot of people still say no, because at the same, at, at, you know, in my opinion, it's a necessity. And, and I would say in a lot of plumbers yeah. opinions, it would be a necessity, but at the same time, yep. it's also somewhat of a luxury and we have a luxury price for that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's I'm right. Not, I'm yep. not giving you the $120 whole house filter that you get at Home Depot or the home improvement store. I don't know no. if I can say Home Depot on here. But um, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, but you can, Who cares? you can get the very basic plastic one, or it could give you a fucking four foot tall one with, you know, a computer basically on the top where it's going to run a backwash cycle at two o'clock in the morning yep. every Tuesday. And, yep. you know, yeah, it's, it's a few thousand dollars, but you know, you won't, you're the, what we normally do, what we normally use to sell it is like, how much do you pay for water a month? 
right? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go out and I'll buy two cases of water and they're $10 each. So that's 20 bucks, right? And I'm like, okay, but how many bottles of water do you buy while you're out on the road or whatever? Uh, oh, and they're like, you know, five bucks, four bucks, depending on what you're paying. And it's just like, why are you paying for that? Like people should be just like, you know, I'm a big believer. Like I've got a filter at my house and I like, I, I filter up. I filled up my, I fill my drink bottle every day and mine's a, mine is a really simple filter. It just takes out the harsh chem, like, you know, chemicals and minerals. That's it. And, but I fill up my drink bottle and like, I see people, they just buy a bottle of water. What the hell? Bottled water is such a bloody scam. Like it's, it's, it is useful, but at the same time, like, you know, if you can drink your own home water, you're saving a, like, you know, like I'm not, I'm not a massive my sister's an environmental scientist, so I might get her on her on here and she can talk about it. <laughs> but like, you know, you are, you're preventing, you know, recycled, like, you know, waste to the environment. Sure. Like, you know, you go buy a bottle, like everyone goes, oh, but, you know, plastic bottles, they're recyclable. And it's just like, but just avoid it in the first place. Yeah. Like it's, you know, and I know I'm not getting into heaps of like the environmental part of it, but like. Just fill up your bottle at home if you can. Well, and like exactly what you're about to say. Those those bottles, those plastic bottles, more or less are just for convenience. You know what I mean? Like That's you're right. On, you're on the road and yeah, you want to pick up a liter of, of Poland Spring or whatever the main water bottle is, right? Like, yeah, yeah, like that makes sense. I mean, water is an essential part of life and whatnot. But like if I could fill up two liters and bring it with, with me to work, you know what I mean? You know, I, I would much rather do that. It's just like, I try to equate it like this. Yeah, there are some people that will go to Dunkin' or go to Starbucks or go to Tim Hortons and pick up a cup of coffee, but there's a ton of people that make, make their own coffee at home, right? Yeah. So you're going you're gonna to make your own coffee at home, but you're going to stop anyway to get, to get a bottle of water? Yeah. Like, just, you know, what, what, where is the sense in that? Yeah, like, just, you know, just do it all at home. You know what I mean? And then you're going to yeah. save... And you're going to save that gas. You're going to save that that money that you're going to be spending at the convenience store, so on and so forth. And and time, like yeah. you know, what you might waste 10, 15 minutes waiting for old mate to fill up his his truck before you can drive out, and you're like, oh, you know, I was supposed to be at that job ten minutes ago, but I really needed a bottle of water. Like, really? You know, like, well, here's this is this is actually had a good question that I just wrote down, like. Okay, what 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 would you estimate? And obviously, it's not the same every time. But like, you know, what would you estimate? Like between two figures, what a, a repipe for a house for water would be would cost? You know, in your opinion, Chris, like what that you can remember. Um. So if I if I were to base like a, um, you know, it's it's different. You know, if I'm gonna repipe the entire house, um, and I just take a very simple like my own home for instance, right? Two ba- two yeah. bathrooms, yeah. Um, a kitchen, um, not that much piping, um, and I'm not talking yeah. about the actual main all the way out at the street. I'm just talking about it from from yeah. the meter to all the fixtures, right? Yep. Depending on how much wall, how many walls I have to cut up, and how much access I need to gain, yeah, how much time and all that. Normally, yep. typically, it's going to be somewhere. I would say if I was doing it through a company or if a company was doing it, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you, if you had to pay a company to do it, if I had to pay a company to do it, I would be looking just for, just for domestic drinking water or potable potable water and not heat or waste. Yep. Yep. Probably five or $6,000. 
yeah, that was the number that I had in my head too. Like Australia, we do our plumbing obviously different, you know, than you guys. But I was going to say the exact same thing. Like it's just there's so much work involved. And like my house is a is a good example of what a lot of homes in Australia, like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna hazard a guess maybe like sixty percent of the homes in Australia, you know, like they're double brick. You know, it might might be that or it might be way less than that. Double brick homes, everything is is chased and mortared into the walls, right? And there's a little, there's a couple of little tails up in the roof that run around. You know, your hot usually, you know, used to have a hot water unit in the ceiling, um, and most of the time the hot water is run up through the ceiling, and the cold is run around the external of the house. But everything inside the house runs through the in the walls. Right. You know, as soon as you want to repipe a bathroom, you, you're taking every single tile off those walls and ripping all that copper out and redoing it. That is, and as soon as you break that waterproofing membrane. You know, there's a bathroom reno can cost, you know, as cheap as, you know, six grand, eight grand, 10 grand, or $25,000 if you want to buy the nice fixtures and buy the nice stuff and put underfloor heating and everything. As soon as, you know, any of that copper starts to go, and like we do a lot of residential maintenance, and, and I'm sure you do too as well, you see like a leak inside a wall and you're like, look, I, you know, I can't get it from the other side of the house. Like I can't get it from this side of the wall that's abutting this join, you know. I have to break a tile off the wall. That's that's what I have to do. You know, we regularly do breacher replacements, which is, you know, similar to what you like. It's a shower valve, basically. Like, you know, we have the two hot and cold taps, and it runs up to a to a rose that goes up to the outlet. And effectively, like newer homes, brick veneer, which is like a, a like a plasterboard and or a cement sheet over like a you know a brick on the external or whatever, they're okay because usually you can get to the shower mixer or the shower um, breacher from behind the actual like bathroom. But nine times out of ten, if you've got a if you've got a brick bathroom, I did one the other day, and it's just like you have to cut all the tiles out. You have to rip that out, weld in a new piece, and hope to God that you know. Not not hope to God because we're plumbers. We know what we we know what we're doing. But like you put that back in, you put mortar back in the wall, and then somebody has to come back retile it. You know we don't put it personally. I know other companies that do retile it. But like the issue being is that as soon as like you start down that process, that's just a breacher. You know that's not all the pipework that's inside all the walls. And like I've had it before my bathroom before I did a reno on it. The breacher was leaking and also the cold pipe was leaking and the cold pipe was at the crux between and the corner of the, of the shower, like alcove at, down the bottom of the floor and the wall. And like, you know, to get at that, I would, I would rip all everything out and I'd fix it. And then I'd have to repatch the mortar, retile it, and it would never be waterproofed as best as what it possibly could so, be. And then immediately you're up for a bath. Let me just say this. Um, fuck all that shit. Okay, we don't have to deal with any of that. Okay, that's all. That is all horseshit. Okay, we have, we have, um, you want to talk about putting a, a piece of pipe in the wall that's fucking, that is a mortar wall and then you're putting mortar back on it? Yeah. Fuck that. That's so, that is so asinine in my opinion. Um, I mean, we, like, all of our, all of our homes are all drywall, sheetrock, whatever. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, every now and then you'll get, you know, the bathroom, uh, like they have a slab house or, um, but never, never a pipe inside of a concrete wall for the most, for the most part, yep. you know, I'm not saying it's yeah, not yeah, possible. Yeah, of course. Yep. Um, yeah. But most of the time when we have to go and do like a, like a shower valve or something like that, 
in a lot of the homes, and you were saying this earlier before we hopped on, was, you know, you guys have these split homes in Australia, much like we have here. So when you have a split, you'll have on one side, it'll be the kitchen and the, the he- top half of the kitchen is going to be equal to the floor and then, a li- you know, a four feet or three feet of the bathroom from the floor up, right? So, yeah, yeah. There are some times I'll go to a customer and I'll be like, all right, you got a leak. I got. I can't get it from anywhere else. You have to make the decision. Either I, you have somebody come out and take down the kitchen cabinets, the uppers, right? Yeah. Or I break the tile wall and you're going to have somebody replace it. Regardless, you're not going to be able to use the shower at the end of the day or you're not going to be able to use yeah. your kitchen at the end of the day. Your, your choice. Yeah. Because if I don't have access from like a bedroom closet or a bedroom wall in order to get to the adjacent shower or something like that. Um, yeah. You know, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be left with a decision to either call a cabinet guy and God knows what he's going to charge, or you call a tile yeah. guy and God knows what he's going to charge. And I'm telling you right now, if regardless of which way I penetrate, right. I'm going yep. to charge you this. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but fuck, dude, I, I would, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, in a million years put put copper lines in cement. I mean, no, nah, that's that's exactly right. That's not how we do it anymore. And like, that's the the thing is like everyone was having issues. These homes, there's like a whole suburb called Elizabeth, which is south of where I am. The place is littered with post-war homes and they were all double brick homes because it was cheap to make back in the day. You know, everyone could put them up. You know, you didn't really, like a brickie could do most so what, of the home, right? And it's just Just like, out of curiosity, what war is that? World okay, War II. Right, so. Yeah, so that was, po- yeah, so post-war. Like, well, when um, a lot of, well, uh, I'm probably going to get into a bit of Adelaide history anyway, but a lot after World War II, a lot of Italians, Greeks, um and other like uh, western european and 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 some even used eastern europeans come here after the war because they were like you know our home is you know i'm not going to get into it too much but like they came here they were like look you know it's a new start adelaide south australia off we go like my 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 partner's grandparents came out here in england in the like late or early 70s and similar sort of thing they just saw australia as like an opportunity they're like oh how good like you know we'll go to adelaide they stayed in like a government home for a couple of months or nearly a year and then they bought their first house in elizabeth and that was a post-war home and they just they are built off you know the smell of an oily rag there's nothing to them you know they are just like it's stilts on the ground like brick piers um a, a timber floor and everything's double brick and everything, all the copper was just like, again, embedded in the walls. Um, and, you know, I can walk into any one of those houses. I know exactly where everything yeah. is in the house, like the copper and the, and the water and everything. It's run the exact same every time because they were all built in the, in the scheme of like less than 10 years. And like even my house was built in 1963, but like this was about like the similar sort of style as all those previous ones. So it's, you know, and God, like you you ask any plumber in Australia, like, oh, would you do a double brick home? Like, would you do the plumbing in a double brick home? Hard no, no way. Never would we build one. It's not even, you know, brick veneer tends to be the, the way that we go in Adelaide. I know a lot of Queenslanders, New South Wales tend to be um, the like – like weatherboard, yeah. so like a, either a cement board or a, or a render or whatever. But you know, in Adelaide, it's just like 
brick homes are everywhere, man, and double brick homes. And it's just like, I can tell like, you know, copper on the best of days, you know, people argue that it can last up to a hundred years. That's fine. You know, you can argue that, but that's with proper maintenance and care and water filtration and everything. A lot of homes didn't have that and they don't have that. Like, and as a result, you're going to go, oh, well, yeah, I had this bathroom reno done 10 years ago. I go to these all the time. You know, the polybutylene or the, or the PEX has, has, wasn't crimped the first time properly, you know, 10 years ago. It's leaked inside the wall. I've had to rip these tiles out that, you know, my, you know, me and my partner paid tens of thousands of dollars for this bathroom reno. And now we're back to square one. It's just, it's like you said, it's asinine. It's so stupid. Yeah. Like, so, we, you know, because quality has gone down. We have, a, we have a town out by us that uh, you'll see me post in that town constantly. Yeah. And it's always like, you know, if the dispatcher tells me like, hey, we have this for you in Levittown, which is the name of the town. Yep. Yep. It is just like, even when you're driving to the job, you are just fearing the absolute worst because it is a shit show every time. Now, like I was on one, uh, probably this is probably like two years ago now. Um, they used to run all of the heat lines through the floor in copper. Yep. So it would go down through yep. the concrete, into the ground, over, up, back through the concrete, and then it would be baseboard, and then it would go down, and so on and so forth. And that would be your first floor loop. Yep. And they would also do, in some of these homes, they did um, radiant flooring with, with three-eighth-inch three copper lines. Yeah. And yep. it's just so baffling because – you know, a lot of these houses now, it's like, you know, if I come across it, it's actually rare at this point because everybody has gone to the repair stage of it, right? And yeah. and I'll yeah. say to them, I like I know the num I know the number off the top of my head for what you need done. You know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly you know, right. So these houses, they were built for speed, they weren't built for quality, and they're basically just yeah. shells. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? So Oh. You know, I feel like the technology that's going to be like so great and I don't get I don't I'm not into it yet, but um, there are there are splash of companies that do it on Long Island is um, yeah. the pipe relining because that entire, yeah, that entire yeah. town, all of their drain lines were done in copper. Oh, no, like three inch, four inch copper. Right. So it's like, you know, I was at a house the other day. They had they had a leak through the floor, right? And it was yeah, their copper, um, their copper waste main was leaking. They had a clog, yeah. but it was leaking up through the floor, damaged their whole kitchen. Oh and no! And they were like, oh well, you know, what can we do about this? So I was like, all right, well, I could either break up the entire kitchen, okay, and repipe yeah. it all the way out to the street because that's all fucked too. Right. Or yep, yep. I can, you know, you can get a company in here that can do this pipe relining and hopefully it works. Hopefully, yep. you know, hopefully you don't have to do this again kind of thing. And I don't have to break up anything. Yeah. But the price for me to do, yep, yep. to break it all up is going to be the same prices th that they're going to charge to just reline it because they're saving you all that damage. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. I like the the old company that I used to work for. Exactly the same thing. We we did pipe relining, and it was like a godsend for a lot of these homes because there's some bungalows um, in like Adelaide, like in the in, in, uh, inner city suburbs that were built in like the 1910s, 1920s, 1930s, and that was before like really we started to get a handle on plumbing. Like in my professional opinion, and a lot of these places ended up being that like you just had this trash like. It was never done properly. It was like, you know, it was almost as if people were learning how to plumb on these houses. It's cooked. It's absolutely like, you know, prior to like 1910, there was no plumbing in houses in Adelaide. It was just, you know, you go out to the outhouse, you know, you bring your water in by bucket, deal yeah. with it. Not not our problem, you know. And like, you know, a lot of these houses are now are worth a lot of money. Like we worked at one that was, I think it was estimated it was worth at like $800,000 um, and then they did another like $600,000 renovation that we were a part of. They doubled the size of the house and they did all this extra work. And we did a 14 meter reline of their, like from their front of the house to the main. And the issue was, and this was real, you'll like, you'll, you'll find this interesting is that like what was happening is the, the drain from the house actually had a belly where the drain had cracked, where a root had gone in they someone had ripped it out using a drain machine prior um then the water would dive into the hole beneath the pipe and made literally a, a big round like it was probably like, like you know five inch by five inch hole and what was happening was like all this sewage and everything would get built up in this hole inside this at the base of this pipe and we're like what are we going to do you know blah 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 so we had this idea like we'll go in we'll use a hydrojet to clear it get all the crap out and then what we'll do is we'll use these Oh, I forget what they made, like fiberglass, excuse me, beads, I reckon. Um, I think it was the boss's like father-in-law that had the idea and he was like, well, we'll put these beads down, run them from up at the gully and just let them sit and they'll fall into this hole. And then as we reline, it'll have something to yeah. hit on and it'll be, it'll be fine. And we did it and it worked brilliantly, but it was 14 meters and we were pulling like buggery to get it through. Like it was a nightmare. Like we had to invert this entire wool liner and we chucked a bit of rope at one end and pulled the rope back through itself. And it was just, you know, so much work. And it was literally, it was go time. Like that stuff has like a time or something anyway. And we were just like, oh my God, if, if this goes wrong, this is the entire driveway getting ripped up. And it was like 1,800 mil, like, you know, six foot deep. And we're like, nah, like, this is not going to be a good time at all. Like, everyone's going to hate their life if we don't, if we fail at this. So, but relining is like, look, you'll agree. It's the future of plumbing in a lot of aspects because it fixes problems that you otherwise yeah. can't fix. And like, some people treat it, they're like, oh, relining's a scam. Do you want to dig up that entire front yard of old Mrs. Jones and, you know, wreck her terracotta floor and, you know, do all this? No, not really. Like, I'd rather, you know, make it nice and proper. It's clean. It's perfect. It's a brand new drain. There's nothing wrong with it. The fall in the drain is still identical. The internal diameter reduces by not even half an inch. It's nothing. It's never going to be an issue, but and that they 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 warrant it for like twenty five or thirty years or something ridiculous. Anyway, you're not going to have any issues with it. It's bloody like it's a it's a super hard epoxy resin with a fiberglass outside. Like you. So, can't go so wrong what's actually it, interesting but- about that is that there there was a company in the states that did pipe relining for copper water lines. Yeah. Called, yeah. Yeah. It's called cool. uh, e pipe, and um. Yeah. We looked into it to do this repipe actually in Levittown. 
Yep. And I mean, the training and the equipment alone would have set us back sixty to a hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? And mm, and then you're yeah. only gonna you you want it for this home, but at that point, like, you know, you got to upsell that all of that, and you got to tell these customers, hey, yeah, it's gonna be whatever, you know. Expensive. You know what I mean? Like I can save (laughs) all of your hardwood floors and all your tile and all that, but it's going to cost you $50,000, $60,000 in order to do this. Or for $20,000, we can damage all of it and then you do whatever you want to do. You could do fucking vinyl for $10,000 and you're in it for $30,000. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, you know, I, I think... I think the whole relining thing, if it ever, if it ever, for it to really take off, it really needs to be, um, more, more cost, yeah, more cost effective, easier training. Like you have to have more training centers. Yeah. So like one in each state. And then, yeah, there are all these different private businesses that have these relining yeah. things. But if you had one, yeah, even regionally, Northeast, Central, Midwest, uh, upper Northwest, lower yep. Southwest, uh, Texas, and then yep. low, uh, you know, Southeast or something like that, then it would make, it would yep. make a lot of sense. But right now me going to North Carolina or the guy in Oregon going to North Carolina for the training for APS, which is the one that yeah. the company that John Thompson used for a long time, or it still does. Yeah. Um, OG plumbing yeah. out or rest in peace. Um, uh no he's 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 alive and well he's just not on instagram anymore um but (laughs) Um, give us two seconds i've just i think i might have someone at the front door give us two ticks and we're back so uh anyway rest john thompson is doing fine and i'm getting i'm basically i feel like his secretary right now because i'm getting message i get a message like once a day where he's like Yo, you used to be friends with like John Thompson. Where, where's he at? And I'm like, dude, like he died. Um, <laughs> no, I, no, like I'm like he's just not on Instagram anymore. He needs to focus, and and this is the God's honest truth. He needs to focus on his business, and Instagram was becoming a distraction. And I actually I give him a lot of props because I think that's you know you could get so caught up in plumbing Instagram. And get oh. so far away from the business and all the work that you're doing that, yeah, that it becomes definitely. a negative affect, right? Effect. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when it when it comes to like plumbing Instagram and stuff like that, is a lot of the times like the stories and what I'm doing, uh, I don't even really post that much. I'm really just doing I'm I'm filming as I'm doing shit, like like most people. Yeah, it's not like right. I'm trying to go yeah. out to yeah. all the really fucked up houses on Long Island and and trying to get stories of, oh, this woman was batshit crazy. I, I have no control over that. You know what I mean? And I'm also I'm no, also not like right. one of those guys on YouTube that goes to the worst house and they do the 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 lawn cleanups, the pressure washing or whatever. I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm just getting the stroke of stroke of bad luck. Nah. And then I'm letting you know about these yeah. jobs after I'm done with them. But, you know, 
you know, with him, uh, you know, when, when you get that big where you, you have, you know, 10, 20, $30,000, uh, 30,000 followers, it's gotta be incredibly tough yeah. to do, Aww. do that and keep up with the brand sponsorships and stuff like that. And on top of that, yeah, be like a top business, a whole business. You know, and not, not only that, but he oh. has two, he has one in California and he has another one in Arizona and you know, he's trying to be, you know, he's got, you know, whatever, he's got like 30 employees, you know what I mean? And he's, yeah. And he's trying to do his best, like trying to keep it all upright and, yeah, and, and running, but he can't do like, and, it's too much. It is. Well, the, other thing is this, the guy also just has, happens to be a husband and a father and likes his own free time. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, yeah, yeah, we know all we, everybody knew John Thompson as the, the guy, he was, he was the OG plum God. That's what he was. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah. And this goes for a lot of guys is like, well, how come this, this guy doesn't post anymore? Or this guy, you know, I don't see as much as this guy, blah, blah, blah. Like they have lives outside yep. of, you know, the plumbing industry, as well as what they have in their own home, their family, their, uh, you know, whatever, like their yep. job isn't to our job, their job, whoever's job is not to entertain you with more and more plumbing stuff. Right. I'm re- I'm really doing yeah, it just right. for myself because I like to make people laugh and see how crazy of shit that I see, right? Whereas yeah, that's right. when he has two businesses and a family and a, you know a life outside of work and um you know he had an apparel brand and you know Instagram essentially became a business for him. If you look at it, yeah. he's not going to get rid of the place in California because it's, you know, bearing him down. He's going to keep the place in California, yeah. keep the place in, in Arizona, get rid of the apparel, which he did, right? Luckily, I got I got the last yeah. drops. Okay? Yeah. He let me know. I got some fresh <laughs> shirts, right? And then once the apparel was gone and he's still hampered, well, now Instagram's got to go, you know? And that's, yeah, that's, that's right. fair. Like, you know, so for the people, it's not unreasonable. I, I think, I think the problem with John was that he just kind of, he, he made the split decision, split section, split second decision to just leave. Right. And yeah. I think it's not a problem for him. It was a problem for all the, all the 30,000 followers that he had. You know what I mean? So he reached out, yeah, he reached right. out to probably, I don't know. Probably 30, 30, yeah, the important 30 people yeah. that he actually got along with. And he was like, here's my phone number. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm out. You know what I mean? And that was it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he and he's gone. Like, See you later. I can text him and he's... It's like ripping exactly, off the band-aid. He ripped off the band-aid. And I think it was coming... Like, you could tell, like, he wasn't posting as much and he wasn't doing as many brand reviews and so on and so forth. And you could kind of tell it was getting there, right? Um, but mm. you know, he ripped the bandaid and you know, he ripped the, he really ripped the bandaid. So now I'm getting, I'm getting yeah, messages. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, I think his name is John Kelly or Jay, Ke- Jay Heller or something like that. He's down in Texas. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know Alan yeah. Carlson is probably getting some, some, uh, uh, 
DMs saying, you know, where's John at and stuff like that. And I'm, yeah. it seems like it's all the same. I, I think we're giving him, everybody, the truth. Like, hey, John Thompson is off Instagram. Like, don't, you can't find him, right? He's he's not available. On, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, gone. he's gone. Man. And he's, he's gone. doing it for himself and his family. And that's all that fucking matters, you know? That's right. And, you know, that's what's important. Like, you know, um, oh, I've, I, you know, you and I have both done it. Like, we've just taken a couple of weeks to just turn off. We just don't look at it. You know, we just, just, you know, it's not, it's not the most important thing in our lives. We take, we take joy and like interesting, it, it's interesting when we do it, but we don't have to do it all the time. It's not something that we need. And like, <clears throat> I've had, I've gone up and up and down. Like I've, you know, I make a couple of reels here and there. Like one of them blows up or two of them blow up or whatever, and I'll just fall off the face of the earth because I just, I, you know, it's it, it's it's too like it is so busy and like you're the same. Like we just get constant messages and stuff, and you're just like you're trying to catch up with it, trying to keep in touch with everybody, and like you know, it's almost like ah, yeah. I just need a breather. Just, I'll catch your boys later, you know. And you do. You just and it, like you know, you go like AFK basically. Like you just don't you don't reply to stuff or you just don't open things. And then like you know, all of a sudden, hey, I'm back. I'm back. You know, like when you did your leg, like you know, and then came back into the fold and off you went. Like well, you also you, you but, can't. There's only so much that you can do from a couch when it comes to plumbing. You know what I mean? Like like people that yeah. people that work from home, right? Um. You know, we don't have that luxury in in our trades for the most part. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. can't, no you know, such for, thing, really. for the most part. I mean, now, yeah, there are some people that I'm sure are in the trades that can work from home because they're getting blueprint printouts and they need to, excuse me, they need to estimate big, big jobs. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that reminds yeah. me to estimate a job that on a blueprint. But... Uh, uh, the, you know, you might be able to do that from home, but for us, I can't, I can't be like, well, yeah, this happened at Mrs. Thompson's house today and I'm and I, all I did was sit on my yeah. couch and it's somebody else's story and just my interpretation of it. A lot of the times it's yeah, that's my right. own story and my own interpretation of what actually happened because I was there and I was the one dealing with all the bullshit, you know? That's right. Yeah, that's right. So it's yeah, it's hard. Like you and you know, you gotta you gotta like you know, you gotta have a lot of respect for some people as well. Like sometimes you rock up to a house and you'll be like, Oh wow, this is like this is cooked or like, you know, you'll even like I've taken photos and videos of some really nice bathrooms. I still ask, I'm like, Hey, look, are you okay with me just putting this up? Like, you know, I've got this page or whatever, or like, you know, we'll put it on the, on the business page or whatever. And, and no, like, I haven't any, I haven't had anybody say no. Like it's, it's always just like, wow. Like, you know, for the good stuff, they're like, yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's nice. Like I like, I like being able to show off my bathroom cause you know, and they come back and they say, you guys have done a great yeah. job. Absolutely. Everybody wins, you know, it's, and it's a great feeling, but like, you know, some of these like, um, oh, like you go to these like government housing and like some of the stuff you see there is just, crazy absolutely crazy like you know i've walked into houses i've seen crack pipes on tables like one of my mates has seen guns on tables and like you know a bunch of money and like i've heard so many bad stories and like you know you tend to like you know you take a photo of a block drain or you take a photo of some really bad plumbing or whatever and you know it's not about 
the the client or the tenant or whatever. It's just about the plumbing, and you know, there's no individual like things that are showing off who it is or where it is or whatever. It's just like, oh wow, look at this hot water unit. Like that's cooked, you know. And like you know, Crave is a really good example. Like Justin from um, JLM, like he's funny. He's he's mad as a cut snake, and he's so funny. Like he just, you know, he doesn't care, but also like he's not oh. a bad dude either. Like you know, when he takes these videos and that, and like he'll have a joke, he'll have a, a yarn with the tenant or with a client, and he just thinks it's the funniest funniest thing ever. And they 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 rip into him as well. They think it's great. Like and you know, it's about being like communicative as well. Like you can't just do it. And they're not saying anything, but also like, you know, within fairness is like, if you're under a house and it's all dirty and there's nothing else, no, no, no indicating factors. Like, what does it matter in a sense? But, like, uh, but, yeah. A lot, a lot of the times, it, like if I'm like, if I'm, if I'm going to talk crap about either a house that I was in or a customer and how they dealt with things and how I dealt with things or something like that, most of the time I'm putting that on my story. Yeah. I'm not. Because it's yeah, gone in twenty four right. hours, it, and it's not it. like I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, laying into a customer for everybody to see, giving no. out, my, giving out the address nah. and shit like that. I'm, I'm, nah, and for the most part, that. a lot of like, there's going to be, you know, hopefully, if I if I end up going out on my own, there's going to be a transition <laughs> at some point from my post being so, you know, um, outrageous. To them being more docile in a way, professional. Professional, because yeah. like as much as as much as Instagram is like a fun place for me to like vent, really, because of all the shit that I see. It's also my portfolio of yeah. my work, you know. So that's right. And that's what that's what people who are going to use me in the future are going to be using my page for, you know. So. Like, That's right. yeah, you can get, you can have the Google reviews and the Yelp reviews or whatever, where you're five star rated and so on and so forth. But unless you actually see what somebody is doing and you can say, wow, he does great yeah. work. He could do that in my home. I want him to do that in my home. Like that is another, just another yep. level to, of their own confirmation to want to use you. And that's essentially what I'm trying to build on yeah. my page. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And like, you know, that's like, that's the most important thing. Like right at the very start of mine, it was like, it was almost like taking the piss a bit. Like, you know, like it, everything was a bit of a joke and it wasn't really very serious. And that was like when I was a first year. So I didn't really know much. And then like, <clears throat> as I've been getting more into it, it's either like, you know, a, a funny video that doesn't poke fun at anybody else other than myself, or like, you know, it's just an interesting video order or a reel or whatever. Or it's some photos of some really neat work that I've done that I'm proud of. And, you know, you'll you'll say the exact same. And, you know, I've seen your work and you've seen mine. And, like, we put up the, you know, the creme to the creme. Like, you put up what you're proud of. And, like, you know, um, I've had a comment made to me, like, you know, you don't put much of the, the bad stuff up, like, of your own work, like your mistakes and that. And, you know, it's a good point because, like, really, like, you know, I, and I've, I have thought about it in, in a sense as well that like, you know, I really should probably put a bit more up of like, hey, look, you know, here's a trap for young players. Like, you know, I put this fitting together and it didn't work and I've got to rip all that out now. And like, just, just be open and honest about it. Like, and, you know, I think it's tricky as well because you don't want to sort of do that and make people think that like, oh, that's all that you do is make mistakes. But also like you need to be realistic as well in the sense. 
but again, like it comes down to like, you know, Crystal, who um, her name's Paint Chick on Instagram. Like she's hilarious, but she just like, you know, she puts up like the good, the bad, the ugly. She doesn't care. And she's just like, you know, my clients see my page. They see what it's all about. They know what it's about. And like, you know, and she's got a funny mentality, like in a good way, like a brilliant way is that like she goes, you know, if they're not happy with it, yeah. they don't care whatever like one person you know and, and and like in a good way as well like if somebody's going to care that like you know oh you know all all they do is put photos up of like other work blah blah, blah. i don't want him working my house okay it is what it is like you know i'm sorry that you feel that way but like you know i can respect in that. a lot That's of ways fine, though right like you know yeah i'll have my mess ups and they're usually not large mess up mess ups and stuff like that because I don't, I don't remember if I said this during the podcast or prior to it, but I'm really a plumbing purist in a lot of ways where I'm just trying to get it yeah. to where it should be, you know, as best I can, right? Yeah. Now, yep. but if you've seen That's a lot right. of the stuff that I walk into, it's hard to get it worse than what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So in order to get it worse yeah. than what it is, I must have been real cracked out or something like that. You know what I mean? And I'm never, and I'm never in a situation where I'm, I'm, I'm mentally fogged or anything like that. You know, nah, so nah, that's right. That's right. You know, if I were to, if if I were to take this beautiful bathroom, like you're saying, you you take photos of, and just slap a piece of PVC with duct tape on a wall, like okay, you know, yeah, you know, hey, yeah. I really fucked up here, you know, like you know, like that's one <laughs> thing, right? But if if it's yeah. already bad enough and you're you know like um you know you're showing these before and after photos a lot of guys are going to guys and girls are going to see like the imperfections in the first photo which was the before photo and a lot of the correctiveness that is in the second photo and yeah there are guys from time to time right. that'll reach out and say Hey, this doesn't, you know, like you shouldn't do this and maybe you should try to do this next time. And that's what I actually really love about the the community, which is guys are out there letting you know about things that will help you in the future. Yeah. They're not really trying to tear you down, 100%. but they're, they're letting you know, like, Hey, there are optimal ways of doing what you just did. So I have yeah, a buddy. Um, definitely. You know, I have a buddy, Dan Shillow. Yeah, go um, He's a buddy of mine who um, has, he knows, like, as much of a plumbing purist that I am, he knows code, like it's the back of his hand. He just, he knows the code and, yeah. and so on and so forth. And I actually did a job where I essentially double vented something by accident. Like, I was thinking... Well, if I just bring it in like yeah. this, you know, it'll be vented and so on and so forth. And he reached out to me and he said, hey, you did it wrong. It's still going to work, but you did it wrong. And, you know, yeah, and it's yeah, usually yeah. a DM and it's not it's not something public. Yeah, he's he's not commenting it and he's not being a dickhead about it. He's just like saying, hey, like Chris, just by the way, like, you know, it's not the right way to do it. But if you did it like this, it's all good. And like, he's not been a dick about it. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, you know, you and I both probably cop quite a bit is like, you put up a photo and like, I get it all the time. Victorians and New South Welshmen, like they always put up 
you know, I'll put a hot water unit up and they're like, why'd you put an ECV, like an expansion control valve, like a cold relief valve on the inlet. I'm like, that's, that's, that's code in South Australia. Right. Like we have to do that. Like by law, like the OTR will rip us if we don't. And they're like, we don't have to do that in Queensland. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no shit. Like that, it is what it is. Like, you know, don't like, and like, oh man, I've had a couple of mates, like you've probably seen it. Like they go into bat for me and it's so funny, man. Like they just like, like really like you know do you know like that different states have different codes and they're like and they'd never reply that's the funniest thing like you know and it, it like it's just a bit of bait but you don't well, actually care. it's like, interesting it so like the one actually one of the top guys now uh on on social media when it comes to plumbing is um uh matt up uh uh, uh boston plumbing monster right and if you ever if you ever watch yeah, his yeah. videos he has to like preface every single thing that he does because he's up in Massachusetts and Massachusetts is like really stringent on their own code. Right. So they have that saying like, Oh, it won't pass in mass. Right. Um, whereas Yeah. Yeah, 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 like down here on Long Island or in New York city is some of the toughest code. Like it's, it's some of the toughest tests, that you have to take in order to become a master plumber because you're working right outside of yep. one of the greatest cities in the world. And, you know, yep. if you put in, you, like, they don't do, they do copper and they do cast iron and that's it, you know? So you can, yep. yeah, yeah, and they do, they else. do lead shower pans. They don't do plastic or anything like that. Oh, you didn't know that? No way. Yeah. Yeah, no, so that's they nuts. do lead shower pans because if they if you have a, it it's it all comes back essentially to fire code, right? So like if you have a fire on yeah, the forty fifth yeah. floor and all the shower pans are all made out of lead uh, out of plastic, all of those are gone. Now, like if the fire yeah, is burning hot enough, like you know the the copper lines are going to fall apart. You know the 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 cast iron uh leaded um cord joints which joints will go joints. the um the pans yep. will eventually go but you know if you had pvc there and the fire ends up being contained all of those are going yeah. regardless you know they're all going to be damaged so yeah, it all comes back to fire yeah. code from what yeah. i understand and i didn't do a whole lot of plumbing in new york city i did three years and i hated every minute of it but yeah right but um, <laughs> that test in New York City to become a master plumber in New York City is the toughest test that I know of. But it's it's hard for a reason, you know. That that's the most important thing is like, you know, they make it difficult because it has to be because otherwise, like, you know, it's just going to be like, uh, so it's it's so tricky. Like, you've got to keep the yeah. level of quality so, up to a cent, certain point. Otherwise, so you're like, just like, oh, no, don't worry the, about it. So. In a lot of in a lot of the U.S., right? Each state has their own like licensing, right? Whereas, from yeah. what I understand, Massachusetts is much like New York, where each town within each county, which in within each state, has their own test. So, yep. So, like the yeah, test I that I have to take up in. Uh, town of Oyster Bay would essentially be three parts. It's an open book, multi-choice test, 
right? Where it, and it's just about code for the most yep. part. The second part you have to draw, and it's either going to be a acid waste drain system or a grease interceptor drain system. And you have to have everything perfectly to scale and so on and so forth. Then you have to do the practical. Yeah, the practical yep. is a lead wipe, which is different from pouring a lead joint. And you have to mold yep. uh, a lead pan for a shower. So, so that's like, yep. that's really tough. Then super intense. Intense. And like, I know <laughs> like a buddy of mine just passed within the past year and he had to take like a month off from work just to practice the lead wipe. Right. So like the, the lead wipe is you have cast iron and then you have a brass ferrule coming out and then you have lead going over that brass yep. ferrule and you essentially have to mold, uh, lead molten lead around that, that lead to brass yep. fitting in order to create a joint. Right. God. So it's a it's a it's a wiped lead joint. You have to be able to do that, and then okay. you have to be able to mold a a shower pan out of out of sheet lead. Yeah, I've seen a photo. Hey, I you know what? Now that you've said it, I reckon I've seen a photo. I didn't know it was the only way to do it, but I just think like that's in like it. And you know what? It's so good. I, I rate it. Like there's too much that goes on in plumbing and like where you are, it's probably, you know, you guys can't get away with much because like the standards are so like, they've got you by the balls basically. Like there's no getting away well, with no, it. Like, but you it's, have good to do for, it it's good for all of, but, like, in, it's good for yeah. all of us that are going to take that test because we don't want to be taking the test with every Tom, Dick and Harry in our town. You know what I mean? So no. like, for the no. guys that really want it, like they'll really study for it, like I will, and they'll really try to get that master's license. Um, in my case, yeah. I'm I I want to own a business at some point, but there are a lot of guys that will just want to get the license just to say that they're a you know a master a master plumber master in plumber. this town or this county or whatever, and then. And then they just use that yeah. as a bargaining chip for whatever company they go to, right? Because they don't they don't want the headache of yeah, actually of owning a small business on Long Island, which is which in a, in of itself yeah. is yeah, is, is its own different trade in a way, you know. So yeah, um, yeah. Actually, it's, the the, the oh, county man. the it's county so next to us, well, like... they you can get a restricted license, right? And it's such it's such bullshit because yeah, okay. all they do, right? All, <laughs> all you have to do out there to get a restricted license is you take you take one piece of copper, right? And you have to solder a cap onto that piece of copper, right? And that you could use as much solder as you fucking want. You can use as much speed as you fucking want, whatever. No. And then they take a shark bite no. by hose adapter put it on the piece of copper and then they turn, they put the hose on and they turn the hose on. And as long as it holds, you're passed. That, that's what you're it was joking. for a long time. That, now that's, that's a job. That is cooked. That's that, a restricted nah, license though. Now, like they have their own tough tests out and stuff also, but to get a restricted license just by, yeah, so, like 
you know, Tom, Dick, or Harry can go on and watch a YouTube video on how to solder. They'll use an entire pound of solder, but it'll hold. And now they have a restricted license. It's, <laughs> it's so that broken. It's so backwards. It's nuts. Oh, man. Um, now, I've just had a thought. Uh, how about we will... We'll pause it here. We'll finish this episode, and then we'll we'll do so the second episode. You want to do you want to do the second episode now? Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Alrighty. So um, that concludes the first episode, guys. Um, yeah, it was a long one. It's brilliant. It's fantastic. Just so much like wealth of knowledge coming from this. Um, this this North American man, he um, he's actually yeah, nine foot tall. Yeah. If you haven't noticed, um, yeah. Look, we we don't talk about it too much because he's actually known as the as the what was that name? What, what was the name of the town that you worked in? Oh, love it's town? like the real dodgy spot. No, nah, he's yeah, the Love It Town yeah. giant. That's what everyone calls him. So, so for, yeah. for for all you Australians, <laughs> but I'm, nah, Chris. I'm, I mean, you you could tell me if I'm right, but I'm like I'm like two and two point. Two point. Nah, you just sat in feet. We go meters. by feet. Go. I think you're not two point three meters. What I'm, are you in I'm feet? Six, foot six. <laughs> six foot six in centimeters. You're two point three meters. You're six foot. No, wait. Yet you're two meters tall. No, that two. is a tall man. That is a tall man. But you're not two point three. No, so a yard, that would be a frightening. Yard here. Anyway, we'll we'll wrap it up. Basically, a yard here, a yard here is we'll wrap thirty-six it up. inches. So, so two point one, yeah, or right. whatever, right? But it, I guess I guess technically, yeah, a, okay. A meter is thirty-nine inches, and then two two meters even is <laughs> six foot six. Oh man, you guys. You know what? Anyway, been a look, pleasure. Thanks very much right, for coming on the show, you. Chris. I really appreciate it.